our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers. Cheers. Hi, everybody. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And welcome to 51 First Dates, a podcast about dating and other stuff. We are so happy to have you. Thank you for being here. Hi, Liza. Hello. Thrilled you're all here. Thrilled you're listening. I sound so <laughs> fakely peppy. Not thrilled. Um, but we are. We are. Today we have a special episode. We're bringing back old friend of the pod, dater of the pod, Kenny, my brother, and his girlfriend. The person he started Ooh. dating who made him stop being a dater for the podcast. We thought that would be fun. It's late August. Schedules are tough. This is the ideal guest for late August. In my opinion. And I'm psyched. I'm psyched to catch up. I'm excited I'll be meeting his girlfriend on FaceTime. I haven't had the opportunity to meet her yet. So true. I'm excited for that. Not. You have Yeah. Not. She's being an excellent sport. We should awesome. you know, I'm gonna be like, sorry that <laughs> sorry you didn't know there was a podcast because Kenny never shared it and then we were out at dinner and someone asked me something about a podcast. Um, I didn't know that. Yes. We were at Bernie's. <laughs> oh, Shout no. out Bernie's in Bernie's. Greenpoint. Hope it comes back post pandemic. But yes, uh, we were at dinner and then someone said something about the podcast. I think it was Sarah or Date 13, like someone. And she was like, wait, you have a podcast? And then it was a the whole thing. And I was like, Kenny, come on, man. So oh I'm my sure God, that's be... one of those situations where I want to like pull the Looney Tunes lever and like disappear into the floor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was just like, luckily I had like a martini in my hand. So I was like, well, OK, here we go. But obviously she's cool if she's coming on to talk about it. Exactly. I'm excited. Uh, exactly. Excited for that. You have to be a, a cool, cool ass. Extra bitch. cool to not have yeah. gotten the heads up. Love you, Kenny. Totally. You fucked that one up. Um, <laughs> and then I was just like, oh, OK, here we go. Uh, so that will be fun. We're going to read a lot of your questions, comments good and bad dating experiences talk generally about dating talk to them there's not a very specific theme to this episode because you know us and we aren't specifically themed often or most of the time um ooh, why do i feel so weird it's a monday night um liza <laughs> it's extremely monday night vibes i was i i will um okay this is maybe leapfrogging into consumption corner but for the past like two and a half hours i have been on the couch watching an old season of are you the one like that's been my consumption corner for the last several days i bought it on amazon so you know i'm serious about it i was like i've been avo- i haven't seen all the seasons Longtime listeners of the show know that i love this weird obscure reality dating reality show on mtv i'm obsessed with it and it's you know behind a paywall or whatever uh, and I've I haven't seen all the seasons because you have to pay for it. And today I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, what am I doing with twenty dollars? Like, I'm just gonna buy a season and just ravenously consume it. I love it. Um, I want to do it's that. It's so good. It's such a good show. I've still never Everything seen it. Everything about it is perfect. Yeah, must must watch. I must watch. Maybe that would be a really fun Patreon thing. Which we are, you know, we have a Patreon. That's where we try to relegate all of our reality dating tv show talk to but you know we don't because we can't stop stop talking about it here but ever liza i feel inspired i want to get into it it's so good like people who don't know can i do yes i'm gonna do literally this recap's gonna be if i can if it takes me longer than 15 seconds you can cancel me ready house 10 men 10 women they're they've a perfect match has been found on paper no one knows what it is Everyone drinks. Everyone's hot. Everyone's crazy. You have to find a perfect match. It's, it's so good. So good. It's so good, Liza. And you know what I think? It The stupid show I've been watching, Maths, Married at First Sight. I like that like when matches are found on paper. This is something fascinating to me. I'm realizing it. Totally different show concept. Probably nowhere near as good. I just like when they're like experts try to make a match and then you see if that match works out. That's fun yes. to me. That's like, like totally. how can you predict okay. feelings? 
Yeah. I have a consumption related. I have a consumption confession for you. I have tried a couple times to get into Married at First Sight and I haven't been able to. It's okay. Maybe it's because it's the first season. Should Is there a season I should start with? Mm, so I felt, mm, I don't know. It's like, I don't know why I'm so into it. I liked the first season because I was craving that kind of trash. But I have to be honest, it's like a few episodes of each season are good. I just okay. like, like, I will literally play Catan on my phone while watching it sometimes. Like, the the first yeah. episodes are good because the all of the drama. I get anxiety of being like, what are they going to think of the match at the altar? I will say they evolved the format a little bit. So there's not, so you know who's being matched earlier, et cetera. Um, gotcha. I'm, I like our, what season? Oh, we're on a Chicago one right now where people actually tend to like, they, the, all three liked each other at first. So it wasn't like oh, the yes. drama of someone being like, ew. But I like that episode. I like when they find a house together. But hmm. yeah, I, I, it gets a little monotonous. And then I like, you know, do they like each other at the end? What do they decide? Um, I've skipped over a, a full season, parts of other ones. No, it's okay. It's okay. I'm trash. I'm trash. I'm trash. No, than- I watch shows that are so much worse than this. In fact, the thing I think, the thing that is making it a little hard for me to get fully into is like, I almost need more trash. I'm like, I need, I need like, everyone seems like classy and normal. <laughs> I was oh, like, God. I need that. Okay. Well, well, maybe only in the first season. No, I was like, I like all these people. They're normal and kind of Doug and Jamie. Doug and Jamie is really where it's like, what in the book? Yeah, that wedding was painful, and the after wedding and everything. I felt so bad. He seems like wait, she's the one who has really long princess hair, right? Yeah, she's okay. Yeah, they were asking, and she's just not attracted. No. And that one and he seems like such a nice guy. I was like, oh, he's so sweet. Oh, like, I, yeah. oh no, no. That's tough. No. There's, no. So this is why I wish, the only re- reason I wish you watched it, and th- there's a season that I bet people will say is not good, season three. They're in Atlanta. It's a little bit more things aren't working out for the couples, broadly speaking, I will mm. say. However, there are some dynamics. Like I texted you because I was like, I want to talk about these dynamics of like when men expect women to like them or when – or vice versa when women like have a weird standard about something and can't come down from it or a, a paranoia anyway yeah I don't even remember all the details of those three couples but I remember watching and being like hey and that's amazing because I watched it like two weeks ago but being like I need to text Liza because these are all the like I'm seeing these dynamics that these things that happen these patterns that we all have in relationships in different ways play out in these like set up marriages I don't know yeah I don't know yeah Totally. No, I there were d- absolutely things about it that I found interesting. I just was like, oh, my God, I need a cliffhanger at the end. Like, I was like, I'm so I'm so used to like such high level produced trash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I've been watching, as everyone knows, who listens regularly, a lot of 90 Day Fiance. And now are you the one which is so produced? And there's like eliminations and there's matching ceremonies and there's you go to the truth booth and it's like so much yeah production it, it can't compete with 90 day fiance i feel like it's it's trying but no i hear you okay well we've consumed our consumption <laughs> corner no i have a recommendation God, i just one one week i just want to come in and be like i read anna karenina it's <laughs> not gonna happen no, i mean oh boy you know I'm what I, I have a confession uh, mm-hmm. But I was working in the car. We tried to listen to a, sh- a brief history. What you what you recommended as an audio? Oh yeah, it was literally. I was like, I need more trash. <laughs> Did a twelve hour drive and was like, yeah, we were. That's fair. And Tony's really into that shit. But I was like. I was also working, so I couldn't pay attention. Yeah, but I did like it. It was educational. I really liked the dinosaur part. Oh my god, we haven't even gotten to the dinosaur part yet. Oh, that's maybe the problem. I only listened to it on like a three hour car ride okay okay and we were still in like space i think or something yeah so space it may have been tough. if you're not paying attention you need to pay attention i don't i don't know totally. how to but yeah. anyway i would still recommend it. also it is like weirdly like every man i know loves bill bryson boys love mm. these books they're like they're like non they're basically dad books that are like a little cooler than dad books but also dads love them yeah yeah they're exactly. like it's hilarious um, but yes, I will recommend a show I just started, which is, you know, okay. not super original, but Lovecraft Country on HBO Max, probably. Um, it is like, how do I explain it? I guess horror or not horror, but like thriller. I, I don't know. It's many genres. Have you heard of this? This Liza? was 
Yes, this okay. is my question, because you know I'm the biggest wimp in the entire world. Yes. I don't do any scary movies. I have left parties before to avoid watching a scary movie. It, how scary is it? It's not too scary. The, the, okay. It, like, Jordan Peele's involved. I think Bad Robot, J.J. Abrams' company is involved. Like, so it's a lot of that thriller. So it's about, uh, okay, many things. And I've only watched the first episode, and I watched it last night. And I, I feel that I watched it late, and it was stunning, and I wish I was more like alert for it almost um it is about it's not i don't want to compare it to get out but jordan peele and everything it's a thriller and it's very much about racism in america um and there's a famous horror writer hp lovecraft who is the lovecraft of all of this and it's about um these two young people going out and traveling in the 1950s and like the u.s jim crow Liza, sundown towns are a huge part of the first episode, oh. and we worked on you know a video a long time ago for Airbnb. Not that, <laughs> whatever. Liza and I, sadly, this was like you know we're still evolving, but I remember this was one of those first moments where I was like, wow, I'm a sheltered white little bitch. When we learned about sundown towns and we learned about the Green Book, well before that, that mainstream crappy movie was made for a yeah. branded content project we did. But it was really interested, interesting because, um, we went to Columbus, Ohio. Anyway. Sundown towns are an absolutely horrifying thing where you, if you were black and this was not in the South, this was in the North, you could not be in certain towns after sundown. Um, And so it's like that elevated to horror. It's like not social thriller in the same way as Get Out, but it is horror. There are, okay, I don't know. I don't want to spoil. I just highly recommend it. I was like really specifically moved by Jonathan Majors, the lead actor, because he is hot as fuck first. No, that's not first. He's an excellent actor, and I really like his acting, but he is also so hot. Um, but just the whole everything is its just so well made, and I've just been craving like a really good new show, like with production yeah. value. And yeah. it's also, you know, again, one episode in, I find it really compelling so far like i haven't even read any critical review i haven't read any criticism good or bad of it like i'm just like i know it's buzzy but i i i just loved it my first time hbo just like kills the game man like i've heard really good things about perry mason too and Mm -hmm. i feel like they just consistently whenever i'm like i want a show of quality like it's it's so good i will watch it during the day i think you're fine watch it during the day it opens on a more like horror adjacent thing and then i don't think you will it'll be okay i think it'll be okay okay watch it in the day okay because it gets a little into like i I call it horror and i think that's correct because it's um not sci-fi but almost it it, mm, it's you'll be okay i think i think okay there are other things i'm gonna watch it i found like watching something at home during the day if i can pause stuff that's scary i can like if, like the thing that I hate is like when I'm so tense that I'm going to freak out. So I like I'll pause something. I'll go get a drink. Yep, yep. <laughs> like not like an alcoholic drink during the day. But you know what I mean? Like I'll take <laughs> breaks. Mean, why not? Well, whatever. <laughs> but um, all right. I'm going to check it out. And then Liza, just, you know, we got so much love from the fam and the listeners on Liza sharing her egg retrieval journey. And we are not experts, but and I've already asked Liza how she's feeling. But if you want to give a little update, I think it might be, yes. you know, some reality context again we're not experts we can't tell you what to do but not a doctor consult your healthcare professional we were both theater majors um (laughs) but (laughs) but i wanted to give an update and i i before we got on i asked kimmy if this was annoying because again like i do feel like it's i think i'm like an influencer and that's annoying um but i got some kind of like not great news after actually like right after we recorded last week that basically the egg i know right that's what i told jeff immediately i was like i jinxed it by talking about it and being like this is great i'm done and he was like you know that's not possible right because they could had already jeff yep i but i I was like no i did but basically and again this is not horrible news it's not a big deal but i uh apparently a bunch of my the follicles that they retrieved uh were not fully mature and that happened because my most women's follicles are matured when they reach like 20 millimeters in diameter and that just wasn't big enough for me like my follicles mature at a a larger size Mm -hmm. they get bigger um and it's very rare 
it doesn't. It, I think that our, my doctor gave me a number of like four or five percent of people have this happen. There is no way to tell in advance. It's not a sign of anything bad. It's just like a physical difference, like having big hands or small hands or something. You know, it's just mm-hmm. like a very, very tiny thing specific to my body. And like I've been very frustrated this week. The recovery was not super easy from the retrieval. And, you know, it's just a lot to put your body through. Like it's I'm now over a week out and I'm still feeling some side effects. Um, My like ovaries still feel weird. (laughs) If that's like not too much to share. No, Um, it's not. But yeah, so it's it was a huge bummer. But I wanted to tell people because I do feel like. I was maybe not super prepared. I feel like if I go back and listen to last week, I'm going to be like, you dumb idiot. <laughs> like, No, no, you know, no, not that. You were. Th- this is the thing. I Eggfluencing is actually really brave. And I, I really appreciate, I think, and I think our listeners do, and we got great feedback, you're sharing. And we will, we are, because of your feedback, going to have an expert on to talk about this at some point. So, but Liza, totally. I think like, it's not you dumb idiot. It's literally the real time experience. I don't know. It's valuable for me too like yeah and then just like i feel like it's weirdly been a lesson in like this whole thing was meant to be an insurance policy for me so that i didn't i'm air quoting which again i know i'm podcasting like have to worry about having kids in the future and i think this is just a really good reminder that there are so many things out of your control with fertility and having kids and um you can think y- everything is correct and you're doing everything perfect and it's just there's a huge element of things that are out of your control and this was definitely a good lesson in that there's like only so much you can plan for and control for and whatever and then other than that your body kind of does its its thing so in some ways i'm like this is a good lesson to learn now that there's going to be disappointments in this especially as someone who may want to have my first child like in my 40s potentially yeah like this was a good good lesson to learn and you know we'll see it's potential there's a potential I literally said on the episode last week like I'm not doing this again but if it doesn't work out Mm -hmm. but now you know what that was me being incorrect I'm thinking about doing it again not immediately um but I also have to figure out that's even something that like Jeff and I could afford so you know it's it's a lot of yeah and that's okay you know the, mm-hmm. the other thing is like people have big it was also a thing in like being in like you know some moderate pain for a week i was like oh my god so people have real fucking health problems like i'm not allowed to feel too bad for myself you know it's just like it's not a huge deal but i did want to give an an update an egg egg date <laughs> an egg thing. date oh liza no and it's interesting when you were saying it was like a good lesson in all of this it, and it is in life too not and I hate myself for saying this I'm cringing I'm cringing but just health health is unexpected this year has been unexpected for every single person on this planet I feel with everything going on especially in this country I yeah it's I don't know why I'm having this like woo woo moment because god knows I hate wellness but yeah I'm sorry yeah. well I'm we're thinking of you and thank you for sharing. Of course. Thanks everyone for listening to my eggfluencer <laughs> rant. <laughs> it's excellent. I know. Eggs I, I have no everywhere. more puns. It was it was a joy though. It's been such a joy to have egg puns. No. It's no, now I feel like an asshole. Oh boy. Why? Oh my god, I can't stop. Like literally <laughs> I made a really, really fucked up one the other day. Well, I've been calling myself a worthless human egg farm, which Jeff no. doesn't think is funny. It's not funny. <laughs> uh it's um it's, it's very cute <laughs> it's really sweet that he's like, like angry about it he's so annoyed because i've well i've been i you know he was having to take not having to he was having to do it but he's taking care of me a lot because i couldn't like do a ton of stuff and i was like sorry i'm just a worthless blown out human egg farm. <laughs> and i thought it was hilarious i, I was really making funny. myself laugh but i don't want to uh, laugh because you know it's, uh, it's I, fine. I, oh my god! Truly, like nobody died. It's so not a thing. It's just I'm just like God. This is annoying. Um, being a woman fucking sucks. Okay, truly just womanhood. Kidding. All right, we should. <laughs> shall we bring on the the beautiful young couple? Totally. Let's take a real quick, real quick ad break, quick. and then we're going to be back with Kenny and his girlfriend. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome to us. Yeah. <laughs> Great to finally be here. I've been here before. Your strange voice has not made a presence on the podcast yet. So. I know. And it's such a good voice. I'm excited. 
People are going to be psyched to hear from Kenny. We get regular questions about what's going on with Kenny and obviously from uh from Lizzie too. Wait, are we saying your first name? Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't want to blow up your spot. I didn't even check with you. Oh okay. yeah, we didn't check with you. We can just We're do not gonna like date. Kenny's date. <laughs> Kenny's GM. No, absolutely fine. Okay. okay, great. Um but also I think people will especially love to hear from you, Lizzie. And this is, you know, we are sorry that we're so we're definitely like un PC about accents, but every time someone's on with an accent, we know you sound better than us. So your delightful New Zealand accent is very welcomed, I'm sure. I was conscious people might not be able to understand me, so let I mean, me know. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm obsessed. I love it. Also, are you so mad you're here right now and not in New Zealand where everything's good? I know. I've just been in New Zealand and I arrived back to the states on march 6th like Ugh. the week before oh so. my god and that's um that's a real kick to the teeth sorry <laughs> that we're so bad at everything here <laughs> and i'm just worried like what if she didn't come back where would she be right now yeah she'll be on the other side of the planet <laughs> wow that would be scary yeah. and then can I also just share that you guys, you know, because of quarantine, moved right in for the first time. You were planning to move in together, and you do live Real together. family, huh? Yeah, but if, with, like, my dad. With, with our dad. Yeah. <laughs> I was just having dinner with our dad, and he was. I was like, what should I – do you have any fun questions you can think of? And he was like, what was it like for them to move in together for the first time with their one of their dads? <laughs> And in- if we can survive that, I think we'll do okay in this apartment that's just for us two, yes. to say the least. I feel like that's like setting the bar really high. You can jump over that hurdle, get through those weird conversations, that awkwardness, and I think we'll be all right. I think it was a really good sort of trial run, actually. It kind of allowed allowed that time to get used to it and also not be like we was a bigger space as well so and i don't know i liked hanging out with your dad it was also sometimes like a nice little buffer <laughs> and i don't think we had technically signed up the lease so like kind of gave you a little wiggle room if you wanted to be like uh, maybe not i'm just gonna give lizzie a ton of credit for that that was a lot of months right. i've been here for one weekend and i love my dad too but i can see tony going slightly <laughs> insane just like because Perhaps this is bigger than a New York apartment, but like you're still on top of each other in some ways when you're working, et cetera. And I think it's just the weirdest thing. And I'm sure lots of people had this in in lockdown, but it's not like you ever have the conversation around, we're going to be moving in for three months. You know, it was like, we're going to come and stay for a couple of days. And it just kept pushing out and out. So it's not, you probably would have done things differently, had different conversations at the outset around who does what, but because it's this like weird your guests for a while and then it kind of shifts into oh no we're like fully roommates um yeah yeah it's tough I mean I feel like you guys have an exceptionally cool dad too and it's it's still tough you know like you being an adult and being in the same space as your parents is like I become an instant teenager which is not a cute look I'm 30 fucking two but it's you know it's like it's tough and I especially as a significant other like I was with my parents who are very lovely and very chill for the first two months of quarantine and Jeff was running interference on my shitty mood the whole time and I still feel kind of horrible about it I I just relate to that so hard. Like someone running interference on your shitty mood. Like that is absolutely what Lizzie, I'm sure, and Tony. Like that's what significant others when they're not in their own family's house do. And it's it's a hard job. So so props to them. Yeah, it's grimy, oh. grimy, thankless work. <laughs> we okay. So we so many things to talk about. But Lizzie, we were you know we like our little icebreaker. Do you have a worst first date story? So I guess I'm a little different. And I don't want to speak for all of New Zealand when I say this, but like dating apps just was still a little bit taboo, I guess. Also, we're a country of like just pushing 5 million. So you kind of know everyone. So my first dating app was in New York City and it was Kenny Foskett. So I guess I did it all wrong because that's not what you're supposed to do. But I'm also like, if you, if it's like, if it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, if, if I didn't say anything, I think I probably did it wrong. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. have too many dates. I mean, I feel like that's everybody's like dream scenario. Like nobody necessarily wants to hop on the apps, but you want it to be like, okay, cool. Met a really nice guy. Date went well. We'll date. And then I'll move in yeah. with this dad for three months. <laughs> I mean, it was it was a bad date in the sense that I had been, I was Brutal. so hungover that day. Oh. Um, I had like tried to push it back. Why don't you set the stage? Because I think I probably like talked about how I had a great date and wanted to go on more and more dates. But like, I'm pretty sure up until like the hour before, you may have been the worst, most hungover you had potentially ever been. So. Yeah, one of my very good friends was leaving New York City and she was like very much the wild girl in our group. And so we had been out until 7 a.m. And I woke up, I think at 1 p.m., which I never do. I'm very much an early riser. And our date was meant to start at four. And I was in Brooklyn and I had to go back to my apartment in Manhattan. And I was just like, I can't do it. I can't even stand up, let alone get to the Whitney. The Whitney, right? Oh my god! Like you can get that immediate hair of the dog. You have to like walk around and have yeah, or like sit even. Yeah, I had like (laughs) wet hair. I was already late, but I tried to like push it back. But Kenny got kind of weird about it. But I realized because you you needed like a a time slot for your ticket. I think. Um, and so I was like, is this okay can we push to maybe like five or six? He's like, I just don't know if we'll be able to get in there. <laughs> and so I was like, oh shit, not starting on a very good note, but it all worked out. Wow. I like, I feel like I've heard this story, but I also just like you, like Lizzie being that hungover is shocking to me. I feel like I'm the drunk older sister, you know, <laughs> like you're a responsible oh. early riser. Like when I wake up, there's coffee downstairs, I feel. So I just... Yeah, pushing through a hangover meant to be, guys. I feel I feel that there's a sign there. I'm yeah. so impressed by that. Yeah. I would have canceled so fast, which is would have been a mistake, obviously. But it's like I can't do anything when I'm hungover and I would and to meet a new person, mm-hmm. I, I would have I I I wouldn't have been awake for more than 30 seconds before I canceled. <laughs> I was really determined for maybe like another reason. My my sister lives in London and she's older than me. And we were constantly having conversations about, you know, she was single at the time and she was like, I'll never find anyone. I'm going to die alone. And, you know, all these comments. And I'd be like, go and meet people, you know, just try a date. And then I was like, well, I haven't done that. Mm. So I was like, I'll do it. Then you do it. And so I was determined to do it also for that reason. I was like, no, I've committed to this. I will go. Um, and yeah, it worked out pretty well. Look at that in your lovely apartment. And uh, uh, I come back to like, yeah, good on you for it being your first date. I'm not sure we'd be dating if it was my first date because I'm pretty sure I would have fallen on my face and said something dumb. It's been like <laughs> super boring and just like mm. not had it together. So, and yeah, it, that is true. Like, okay, so Lizzie, was your sister also, was that like, when you were encouraging her to go on dates in London, was that because she also hadn't used apps because of it not yeah. being yeah. So what I guess like we all had them like and would would we had profiles and like you kind of swipe, but it, there was still this kind of weird feeling around it. it. Hinge wasn't around Hinge was never in New Zealand and then Bumble was kind of seen better than Tinder, but it's still, like I mean still when I tell family members when they're like, When did you meet or how did you meet? It's a, li- it's a little weird. Mm-hmm. And I know my like aunts and uncles and my grandma certainly didn't understand it. Like, like, oh, okay. I don't think this is a, your friend group, but you say, given that there's like these little bubbles of Aussies and Kiwis in New York City specifically, because like there's Facebook pages, yada, 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 they all get together. Would you say that it's more often that Kiwis date Kiwis in the city? Australians dated Australians or like a lot of New Zealand uh, Kiwis will date Australians because it's like close enough Mm -hmm. but even like two of my one of my very good friends here met her current boyfriend who's Australian on hinge Mm -hmm. but they happen to have mutual friends and so they tell people they met through mutual friends like if it's so tight-knit of a community like there I always thought the best way to meet people was 
like through friends of friends or whatever. So I like, if you have that network, I feel like it makes all the sense in the world to like tap into it. And also if you're like fresh over from New Zealand, like trying to get used to the city, like that's probably how you're going to make most of your friends by like just leveraging that network. Actually, that actually probably makes it like a fine line. Yeah. You need to hold on to the friends, can't date them all. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's true Acting then, class like, was it, that for us. Oh us. my God, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, Sorry. It's true then that it is easier, I think, to talk to even here where I, dating apps are so mainstream and everyone's on them. I think that people of our parents' generation and definitely our grandparents' generation still have a little bit of like, well, Tinder, isn't that for hooking up? You know, which like sometimes, you know, but it's it's hard. I've found it hard to communicate. I have not, not personally done this, but I've heard from people that it's hard to communicate that to older people in one's family. And then just like add in the still podcast. a little bit universal. Oh, yeah. Add the podcast factor in. Like, the fact that Tony's parents, like, I was, just, I just regret it all. I regret it all, but I love doing this. <laughs> I mean, I definitely had my, like, reservations about it, obviously, but I could it's the weirdest thing. I couldn't, I always would think, like, okay, but at my wedding speech, what do they say? I would always go back to like, in the wedding speeches, mm-hmm. how do they, what's the story? And it's like, obviously I, I was, if not, way, not. Whoa. No, wait, 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 wait. But let, Lizzie, that is what many women <laughs> like, do. No, yeah, do not. Find a story there, but, um, yeah, yeah that, that was always what crossed my mind, regardless of who it was I was dating or whatever. It was mm-hmm. like, but how would you spin that? And which is, crazy some of those things too where i think either just like speaking it into existence makes it less weird like because then like the more you like just like yeah lean into it like i met i met lizzie on hinge like i've said that now to a variety of different people because it's the truth and like every time i say it it's a little bit less weird and like people who are not as knowledgeable about the dating apps like kind of starts conversation like explain it to them like to get up to speed like i don't know i don't think it's that weird anymore and especially you if you're thinking about out. dating and stuff like I just feel like even if it's like something that you originally like to your point was you thought was would make you uncomfortable. I think you just kind of after a while just get comfortable with it and don't get Oh, after like the first date you don't really I well, I mean, you guys have a lot more experience than I do, but I just found that you didn't really think about it. It was like I just met this guy. I mean it's yeah you know more about them than if you met them in a bar and went home with them yeah. or went on a date with them. That's what I was just yeah. gonna say. Like I feel like so many people's parents had a one night stand and then that story yeah. got judged over the years <laughs> into like yeah. oh we met at a bar and I I looked into her eyes and I knew it's like no like you were drunk and you, you know it's like like every origin story gets a little massage of the truth. But yeah, it's so. I feel like I've been to so many weddings of people who met on dating apps. It's so normal now, but it's like, yeah, some there's still some older family members where I'm like, all right, you guys need to, you know, stop watching 60 Minutes or something. I I love 60 Minutes. Why am I negging 60 Minutes? They do very important work. (laughs) (laughs) But I also find the like divide in terms of like timeline, like, and maybe it's just that we're too in the world, but like dating apps maybe being less like country by country it changes we have a sizable australian listenership but i wonder if they were like interested because a this is an english language podcast but like also i don't know i i just i wonder or especially at the beginning of this i feel like we were surprised to learn how many australian listeners we had and maybe it's because like apps were less i don't know less ubiquitous i don't know I'm not sure. I love it though. Shout out Australia. Yeah, we love it. No, yeah. I mean, sorry. No, just me, Lizzie. I don't know if we have New Zealand listeners, but I, I hope so. So you've got a few. Maybe this is how <laughs> we're gonna grab them. I'm sure. Yeah, I definitely know a few. We'll be like, it's Lizzie. You know her because it's a small country. <laughs> um. All right. Should we jump into a couple listener questions? I think so. Are you guys down with that? Uh, I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to go for the one at the top of our document. Okay. Hi, girls and Kenny. I just want to say I'm a huge fan of the podcast. Oh, thank you. And I'm so glad I came across it when I did. I'm emailing because I'm in kind of a sticky situation in my dating life right now. I recently matched with someone on an app that I kind of clicked instantly with. We've both never had this type of connection before and it felt like a breath of fresh air. 
Due to the pandemic, we both held off on meeting up and started FaceTiming, calling, etc. After about a month of talking to this guy, he calls me up and tells me he has to tell me something. Turns out that I went on a couple of dates, two exactly, with his older brother. And yes, before we ask, you ask, we did fool around but didn't have sex. Um, you know the face that's with a slash? You know the mm, face? That's there. Uh, needless to say, we were both very thrown off as he had just found out himself. I guess he talked about me to his brother. He said he felt very weird about the whole thing and wanted to stop talking, leaving me pretty heartbroken and upset. I understand I can't control how he feels about the situation, but we have been, we have still been communicating after the fact, and I feel myself being more emotionally attached to him still. I know he is still weirded out by the coincidence, but at the same time, he is still into me. What do I do? What would you do in this case? I want to ask him if this situation is something that is insurmountable and if it's something he'd be willing to work through. Is this fair of me? Thank you so much for doing what you do, giving girls all around the world confidence in themselves. Sorry, <laughs> accidentally complimenting us. Oh, thank you. Oh, okay. That's nice. Isn't this interesting? Yeah. Has this ever happened you, to anyone here? Yeah. Uh, it's like close, close circumstances. I mean, again, New Zealand, very small. Yeah, I was thinking like, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Not maybe not brothers. Definitely have like been very good friends with the brother and then dated the older brother or they've been like flatmate. Anyway. <laughs> we'll get too no, into it. But I guess I genuinely okay, so especially because this is like twenty twenty, the hardest year to date in in a while, I would say. I don't know. I just keep saying that. I think it's really hard. We have a pandemic, you click with someone, you're connecting, you're getting along. We keep talking about, you know, what happens if you get in person and you don't click after this? Well, they did, but then this wild thing happened, you know? I, I don't know what my advice is, like what to do. What would you guys do and ladies do? I, my, my initial thought was when she said, do I, do I address it and see if it's something that can be worked through? I usually lean into having those kind of conversations, you know, just being very clear open communication then part of me in this instance and knowing how guys can kind of get spooked a little bit he clearly is still interested if he's carrying on the communication mm -hmm. so maybe raising it might make him think about it a little too too like officially and so perhaps just like see how things progress a little longer till it gets to a point of like needs to be a decision yeah i mean i was gonna say the opposite my immediate reaction was like <laughs> This guy probably shouldn't still be texting her if his gut was like, oh, you dated or messed around with my brother, like, this isn't going to work. I feel like he's kind of being, like, unfair by, like, leading her on with this whole time, like, having this kind of inhibiting factor in the back of his mind, just, like, sitting over the top. Like, I feel like it's a little bit of unfair to him or for him to be kind of continuing to text her because that was my immediate response. I was like, ooh. I think especially when like it's easy to be like, oh, I don't have anything to do. I'm inside all day in the apartment. Like text, 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 text. Pandemic. Like that has like other real life consequences when you start thinking about like the actual dating side of it. So I was like, I think this guy's kind of being kind of being a jerk. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I feel like she says earlier you know, that they, where is this? They've never, uh, never had this type of, they've both never had this type of connection and it felt like a breath of fresh air. I mean, I feel like it almost becomes a thing where you may need to lay down a little bit. An ultimatum is not the right word. What's the right word? Lay down a little bit of like a boundary, yeah. which is like, hey, like, I totally understand if it's too weird for you to continue, but I still have feelings for you. So like, I'm not really in a, I don't really want to talk as friends. <laughs> like, it's hard. So, you know, if this is something we can work through, let me know. And if it's not then we probably need to stop texting. Because I think he's probably having a hard time making up his mind. So you may need to just be like, homie, make up your mind, you know? I think sometimes a little, like, nudge in the direction of, okay, you need to yeah. figure this out because I'm kind of, like, in the crosshairs right now. Well, yeah, yeah it, she is in the crosshairs. I feel like he, or, okay, I, I'm feeling, like, Again, rereading this, thinking, okay, so it was a really great connection. Like, everything was going well. It seems like it's up to him whether he's cool with this or not. And to Kenny's point, he did say, you know, I don't want to keep talking, it sounds like, and then did keep talking. So, and that's where, to 
like all of your points. But Lizzie, when you're like for men, this I mean, for anyone, this would be weird. It would be really weird no matter what. Like I don't have a sister, but Kenny, I mean, we there could have been a man. I don't know. In another world, we could have each dated the same person. <laughs> you know, I just I would I would I know myself. I would totally not be able to handle that. So it, it, is, yeah. it maybe isn't even a male thing, but like. I think he just needs to figure that out for himself and then draw some boundaries around it. But this is like, I don't know. No one's really done anything wrong. That's why this is wild. Yeah. I think she just needs to really get clear on, is she okay? I mean, the reason we don't have these conversations, right, is because we would rather have that little bit of something than nothing at all. Like there's always that risk that it will end everything. So she needs to figure out like, how detrimental is it to her, you know, this not knowing, this limbo, um, but knowing that very well that the risk is when having that conversation, it could go the other way, but then at least she knows. Yeah. And I think that's important. I like the nudge. I like the nudge. I like maybe think about whether or not like any kind of semblance of hesitation from his side is okay with you too, because like, even if he says yes, but like there's this like, get-go from the start, like, oh, it's weird to me. Like, he could say yes just to continue to talk to you, but, like, always feel a little bit weird. And if that's something that's going to concern you as you guys continue to hang out, like, just do yourself a favor and kind of bow out now and just realize that, like, at the end of the day, there's so many other people out there that you can go meet. Yeah. I just, yeah. Yep. It's just it would be like, would just sit in the back of your mind and, oh, is he really okay with it? Is he not? It yeah. seems like something that would be tough to get over because, like, it's a hard thing to talk about. And I think he's, I don't know, everybody has their own self-interest here, and I'm not sure they're all aligned. Yeah. Lines. Also, oh, I'm so sorry. Um, also, like, I think that it's, I don't want to invalidate your feelings at all, but I also think it's really important to ascribe, like, so much importance to connection and relationships, right? Romantic, pot the potential for a romantic relationship right now because of quarantine and the pandemic. Like, it feels like everything is more rare in terms of, like, having, finding a connection, maintaining a connection, like, taking it to person and and it being worth it. Um, we're in this, like, drought of actual human connection right now. So I think that when you get some, it can be like, oh, my God, this is the best thing ever. And I'm not saying, I don't know, like, I have not been there. It might be, like, the most amazing connection, but also, like, maybe really check in with yourself and just be like, okay, is this because we're in quarantine and, like, everything sucks and I'm lonely and he's he's been really cool? Or is it because it's, like, actually truly a very unique connection and I've never talked to anyone who's exactly like you, like this person and blah, blah. Does that make any sense? No, I, yeah, I, very yes. I think it's a really important okay. point, too. Yeah. I feel like that's the thesis of what we try to – or what I think like doing this podcast was about me reminding myself of like actually or I learned in going on dates check in with yourself like it's not about it's not a test not every date is a test of like do they want to ask me out again like what do you actually feel about them and this is a much deeper version of that but just always remembering to check in with kind of where you're actually at versus what the circumstance may like have you tethering to or tethering on to or totally tetherballing too. Oh boy! I'm always, it's always trying night. to make fucking terms happen. They never happen. We love terms. <laughs> um, Kimmy, what do you think we should do next? I have one. I have one that's not okay. in our doc, but I'm gonna read Ooh. it because I think it's also interesting. And then we could do the Reddit chip. I saw you put a Reddit chip. Yeah, I put a couple at the bottom. Um, or two. Yeah, Kenny, Lizzie, have you ever done the whole like Reddit chip or seen the tweets around it? These Reddit. Mm -hmm. What is it actually called? No, it's like a it's like a reddit a subreddit it's the it's the relationships subreddit oh, and there is like yeah there's some of the craziest shit and like in the world on there i had to dig really deep to find one that i thought would i found to find two that i thought would actually be relatable to people because some of them are just like it's so fun to read because some of them are so fucking bonkers like you can't even i i can't think of any great examples no, but i it's can't a really there was fun one time there was a recent one where it came up my Twitter feed and I was like, this ruined my day. Um, oh my God. It's insane. No, a, it's a really woman's fun. like husband of forever was like sleeping with his cousin for their entire relationship. And when the cousin died, he like shared this. It was so dark. It's too dark. Oh. It's like, this has all gone too far. Is this fake? 
Holy shit. But the way it was written, it, it was not fake. Um, okay, uh, we won't be doing listening. That. It'll really make you feel super normal and well-adjusted. <laughs> I get, I can kill hours in that subreddit. And honestly, the advice is good. Or some of it is good. Yeah. Yeah, people are wise. Okay, so I, I will do something that is not as dramatic. But then I think we'll, we can end with a Reddit ship. Um, okay, cool. Okay. So, hey everyone, TLDR. I'm feeling a bit confused. This is from our secret Facebook group, but we get permission always before we read them. Okay. I've been with this guy for six months now, made it through COVID, quarantine, and everything. He is kind, funny, so smart, and very mature. He's very good at making me feel like I can openly communicate if I have any doubts, issues, troubles about anything. But he's not very affectionate. To be fair, I'm not either. But because I don't tend to say or like very very corny things, words, sorry, that was my bad. Uh, I do rely on touch and cuddles and kisses. I always thought expecting minimum physical touch was normal. And it's weird because we do have chemistry. We've talked about this and I know it doesn't come naturally to him. And I notice he has been making so much effort, which can't be easy. And I know that he likes me and wants me to be happy because he's not afraid to reassure me of it. But I'm scared it's not enough. I don't care about PDA. But even though he says he doesn't mind, he looks uncomfortable when we cuddle. He doesn't kiss me unless it's in bed or say goodbye or we're saying goodbye. He doesn't touch me at all ever. No kisses, no touch, no holding hands, no hugs. And we spend so much time together. Even if he says he likes it when I do it, it's also very exhausting and underwhelming to initiate absolutely everything. Have any of you had the same issue or is anyone like that in terms of physical contact that can give me advice? I really want to work through this. This is tough. And I, I it was in the group, so I'll bring up some of the comments too. But I don't know. Like, this is mm. tricky. Yeah. Kenny, Lizzie, any, any first instincts? I don't even know how to respond. Six months is a long time. And like, so to have to navigate this up, kind of this physical issue, having kind of made such like a connection on whatever other front you may have made that connection on, like to be able to live together or like be in a relationship, whatever it is for six months seems like quite unique. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily know, like, I, I think the best thing to do is probably just to talk about it, but like ultimately. Sounds like they offer. But like, I think there's like something else like that must be like someone's not sharing or like someone might have some reservations that really haven't come to light. And so it's like, I think continuing to talk about it rather than like forcing someone to act kind of physically or like making them feel weird about, you know, not being physical enough or whatever it may be. I think like it's just finding the underlying issue, whatever side it may come from. And, and maybe it's a kind of culmination of, of both people's insecurities, but like, I think really trying to get to the heart of that by kind of continuing to have a dialogue around it is probably really the only way to do it because I think otherwise you're just going to continue to kind of prolong this like period of like uncomfortableness and that's not a word but like you know I think you're just going to be like feeling awkward and like both kind of feel like you're trying to make the other person feel as good as they can vice versa but like I don't think you can really do that until like you really truly figure out what's what's going on and what's driving this activity and behavior because like I don't know I think otherwise you're just going to eat you alive yeah like I, I, in looking at some of these comments, like everything came up from people who have dated people on the spectrum, not that that's what this is, to people who themselves get really literally overheat and uncomfortable with touch. Like there's so much. It's there, like we are – that's not what we can possibly do for you. But I do think, you know, this listener knows what she wants. And it's about like I think like making sure that you can – your needs can be met. And like communicating it super directly um, because it's a tough situation. Like reading it, I was like, damn, like this is really tough, especially because it's so clear that in terms of even like a love language, that physical touch is important to you and it is uncomfortable for this person that you're dating. First thought was love languages, right? So it's like clearly his is not touch and, and she needs an element of it. Because my, to be entirely honest, mine differently isn't touch. I was never really comfortable with like PDA, holding hands was always kind of like unnatural to me. It's become more so, I think, as you get to know the person and feel more comfortable around them. Um, but I think it also, it's what you look to and your, which, what your parents or whatever 
you witnessed growing up what love looked like to you because I know a lot of um you know a lot of parents or relationships aren't like that and they don't say I love you all the time or, or those kinds of expressions of love are shown in different ways you know sometimes it's through you know monetary gifts or, or any type of gift or um you know just time quality time like I'm definitely a quality time or a What's that on? I don't know. Acts of service. I always forget mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very much an acts of, acts of service. So like mm -hmm. if I, um, I always say like if I'm really upset or stressed and say Kenny like makes the bed or does my laundry, like to me that is just like the most amazing thing because mm -hmm. it goes further than like you understand me and you've, you've tried to alleviate something on my plate. So, yeah, I think definitely you're right, Camille, a conversation around love languages and, and well, maybe you don't need to bring, but, <laughs> but like, this is what I need in a relationship. This is what's important to me and, and voicing that. And I think as you get to know someone better and the relationship strengthens and gets more vulnerable and deep, you can have those conversations and you're more comfortable to do those things for someone um, because it's important to them. Totally. Those conversations yeah. are probably going to kind of be shitty and they're going to make you feel uncomfortable. But I think totally. you'll be uncomfortable for longer if you just don't have them. It's like putting it in your back pocket and just walking around with this kind of just like, yeah. Whereas, like, just like talking about it. And if there's like no real solution that you can come to, then like at least you'll know that like it's just a function of like this is how he is and this is how I am and they're, we're just different. and we can find another way to work around it, but it's not as simple as just like, oh, blah, 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 X, Y, Z. But I think unless you have that conversation, you're just going to be stuck. Yeah. And I also think that like going forward a few steps, like if you have the conversation, um, I think it's really important to see, to see if you um, can observe effort from him. Like it, it, people who are not naturally touchy it's not going to come easily uh, and it may take a really long time and it unfortunately like may never be as much as you want it to be. But I think if you can see effort and steps being made to try to give you what you want, even if it's imperfect, like to me, that speaks to a good person who cares about your needs. Um, and I think that's really important if you know that you're never going to be satisfied without that kind of like mutual like touchy lovey feeliness which like i get i'm a very uh touchy person with like everyone in my life <laughs> so i'm a big forearm toucher and i think it freaks people out sometimes um but i full, i really really get that but i also think it's important for you to think about like how how much of this is how much is this a deal breaker for me if he can never if it can never get to a point where it feels totally natural. Yeah. If we were like the harsh dating podcast or less like, you know, it's weird because we're so cynical, but then I also feel like we're so like positive in some ways about dating. Uh, I, our brand's all about positivity. It's our not. brand is positive. <laughs> this, is my, this is my ongoing inside joke like with myself. <laughs> but I think like, yeah, if I'm just going to be real, also there may sooner than later, unfortunately, once you have that conversation, be a point where it's just like you have to take care of yourself too like and that's a hard decision that I have not had to make but like if this is truly something that you know and even if it is deep-seated in anxiety or something else where like he actually it's like totally out of his control and he's making the effort which it sounds like he is and but then you still get to be selfish and be like can that be my relationship you know I don't know it's tough but like I feel like yeah you could I mean it could also be even more harsh and mm -hmm. <laughs> look into like why do you need this um physical like if it's in just in public if it's do you is it a, you want to show that you're with someone <laughs> I mean that's just going way too deep into analyzing these things but I always try and do that if I think there's like something miss there's a missing in the relationship it's like well why do I feel like that's fundamental to me and if it is like something like your love language it is truly something you need in order to feel that connection so fine but I think that's also like a good thing to do is just yeah totally. I think especially if I it always was PDA only sorry like this I yeah. think she specified that it was also not PDA which is where it's like yeah. Yeah. that's tough 
But yes, Lizzie, I think that a lot of people, like, we can't get caught up in, like, why, yeah, why do we need our partner to, like, do the hand-holding in front of this? Yeah. I always tell people that, like, 70% of therapy is just my therapist asking me why I do something. <laughs> it's just like, why? Well, <laughs> then I answer, and she's like, why? <laughs> it's, it's really important to ask yourself those questions, but sometimes you need um, a lady. It's like the five-why role you're supposed yeah. to always ask. Yeah. Totally. It's so hard. Oh, I, I should put that into my life. Um, it could be everything. It can be like, why do you think you want that job? Or why do you think you need that car? It's like, why, why, why? It usually comes back to some sort of value that can be implemented in a, in a different way in your life and still bring fulfillment. Yeah. And sometimes when you do it, I've done that. I've done this like in my journaling practice. And sometimes when you do it, you stumble upon like the the most idiotic reason for something. <laughs> and it's satisfying because you can be like, okay, like the reason I care so much about this is so stupid. And I just really had to sit with myself and get there. And and now I can be like, all right, I don't need to. I can't think of a good example. I'm fucking failing on examples tonight. This is the third time I've started a sentence <laughs> without an example ready and just come up very don't, short. It's okay. It's not a test. We love you. No examples needed. <laughs> Kimmy's being nice to me because of my because of my eggs. So like, don't don't worry about it, guys. Um, so eggs. it's not eggs. <laughs> we've been egg. talking about my eggs a lot. Sorry, listeners know this, but Kenny and Lizzie have not been subjected to all the egg talk. Um, should we do one of these Reddit chips real quick? Yeah, let's do a Reddit chip. Do you guys want to do a Reddit chip? Are you good on time? I know it's getting late. Yeah. No, I'm so intrigued into the Reddit chip. Okay, yeah. Liza, you curated them, so I'll let you pick. <laughs> oh, now I feel dumb that I didn't pick like a juicier one. Maybe I'll just do the shorter one. Yeah, perfect. Okay. How do I, 30 female, date and support an extremely busy man, 38 male? Um, I've met uh, I met him a few years ago and dated we dated for a few weeks, but it didn't work out because he was extremely busy. He has his own company and travels a lot. Plus, he has two young sons. I was trying my best to understand him, but he canceled our dates last minute a couple times due to his meetings and I lost it. I've recently reconnected with him again. And honestly, I'm still attracted to him. His situation is a bit different with COVID now as he doesn't do travel anymore. But despite that, he still works a lot. I tried my best keeping myself busy, too, with new hobbies. But how do I really support him? I know I'm not going to be his number one priority, but I still want to date him. I've tried rearranging my schedule to fit his. But again, last, uh, for example, last week he canceled our date just a few hours before because he got a last minute meeting with clients. We ended up meeting a couple days later, but it drives me crazy to have to just sit there and rearrange my schedule over and over again. Mm. We get to be mean because we don't know this person. They're on Reddit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we had what the fuck faces on. I will say that for yeah, all. I was just going to be like, girl, what are you doing? Yeah. I, I was like, this guy clearly, you're not a priority in his life. Doesn't seem like you'll ever be. He's got kids. He's so hyper focused on his career. Like you're just doing hobbies to fill the time while he's constantly canceling on you last minute for meetings. Ew, gross. Yeah. As a finance bro, I think I could say that. I feel like we've all been there on possibly both sides. Definitely the like waiting around thinking you have plans and then not that nothing feels more disheartening and pathetic than like, <laughs> well, fuck. Um, so am I allowed to swear? Yeah. Oh, oh my <laughs> gosh. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Fucking fuck. Yeah. But then I also, I also think it depends on how far down you are. Like I, my instinct is like, if he's not putting you first and she's, she's very accommodating, like she's kind of wanting almost to be so accommodating, but I've also been, you know, when I was in private practice as lawyer, like you do stuff does come up and you do have to cancel and it feels really shitty, but you've got to be able to like make up for that or have some mm. kind of communication around that that's going to be the way it is but yeah so I think that if I if we did know this person it would be having a conversation around like I understand to an extent this is going to happen but these are my sort of limits or this is what I need um baseline from a relationship but yeah I would probably run yeah yeah I mean I feel like I picked this one because I I feel like a kernel of empathy in terms of just like 
thinking that you have to adapt to someone. And I just feel like everyone has been in that position, like mostly hopefully when you're young, where you're like, but if I just do things right, this will work out. And like, that's not the case here. It's also maybe, and maybe it's because it's on Reddit, but I'm like, there's something like, do you like being in this kind of dynamic in a relationship? Like almost to Liz, your earlier point about PDA, this, the way she's even writing this into Reddit. So again, very different. It's like, you, are you just, are you into this kind of like, it's almost a power dynamic? I do not want to, I don't want to, I don't know what it is. But it almost sounds like there's a part of her that's also okay with it and is like, is this okay, Reddit? Like, society, is this okay to be okay with? I don't know. It's, it's, I can't fully get a read on it. And again, I think I'm just applying like this lens of like salaciousness because it's Reddit. But like it like no, I get that is there a way like where to... yeah is this is oh, this sorry, interrupt. dynamic okay it if you want it to be I don't know I yeah mean, I can see wanting something to be casual or whatever the thing that bumps me about that is just like she's trying to like rearrange her life to accommodate him and he's not doing any of that. Like, even yeah, if like, you were like, that's this, yeah. fine. I want someone who I can see once a week. We go to dinner, we have sex, and that's it. And that's our relationship, whatever. That's, like, all good and kosher. As long as, like, someone isn't not on board. Someone isn't, like, putting way more in than the other person. Yeah, yeah. It's fucked up. And also, what is she, is she saying? Like, no, it's so fine. I'm so fine. I'm chill. Like, if she's not communicating well, I rearranged my entire week for this date. You know, it, it clearly needs to be more communication around me. I'm picking up new hobbies for you. That's <laughs> insane. I'm just trying to, like, have another take. I'm just like, am I being, like, too, like, narrow-minded and conservative about this? No, but do you think, all right, as a, as a screaming young 20-something, these are both in their 30s, right? Is there a world where, like, does it change when you get older and like the dating dynamic maybe she's looking for like someone who's a little bit got a great career path and has the kids and like seemingly put together like is there this other dynamic we're not thinking about where like that's that's hyper alluring or like maybe kind of keeping her following along despite like being treated poorly like i just don't know like well her question I, was how do i support her it wasn't yeah. how do I, like keep dating and it was very much like how do I do more to support <laughs> that's where I think I was like she wants this. yeah I think that I to your point about age Kenny and who knows but and we talk about all the time people you know settling or not settling or when marriage and age and eggs even eggs become part of it you like start to feel different ways about relationships and family like love that like love you envisioned might not be the number one priority anymore I think in this situation, it's kind of like, oh, this is, I think I've seen people in my life basically do what she's doing, but not articulate it on a Reddit thread and not even maybe think of it as much, like in certain ways, maybe not to the extreme, but like literally pick up new hobbies. Yeah. Literally. Absolutely. You know, do, do think, how can I just be better and make this work? And something that like isn't really necessarily serving them if they actually stepped back. Yeah. I am rewatching Mad Men from the beginning right now. And this sounds like fucking every Don Draper and every woman who became obsessed with him over the course of Mad Men. And they all were like, no, like, I'm going to figure Don out mm -hmm. and like make this thing work. Like whether he was like married or not or whatever throughout the whole series. Like he always had like some cool side lady he was in like a physical and emotional affair with and they were always like i'm gonna fix don and figure him out and we're gonna be happy together and like no fucking idiot you're not i'm again sorry i don't want to call this stranger i found on reddit a fucking idiot but it's like you're you're not gonna like get what you want from someone who has shown you no indication of giving it to you yep it's true Liza, what were the comments? What were the, uh, whatever, the replies? Like, basically exactly what we're saying okay. of like, why are you prioritizing him when he doesn't prioritize you? Yes. And 
I mean, which is what I firmly believe. Like, if I had to take one stance on this and, like, I had to reply to her, that's what I would say. I just – it's curious to me, just all the wording and the – how do I support him? Truly. Guys, sorry. I tried to pick one that was going to be relatable for people, and I feel like maybe I should have picked one that was, like, fucking bonkers. (laughs) Like, more bonkers than this. Next time we do a Reddit ship, I will pick one that is so crazy, and it relates to no one, but it's fun. That one is like you do. I definitely know people. I've seen friends go through it. They'll like their boyfriends into cricket, so they start watching cricket, or you know, just go so beyond. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you don't know what cricket is. Uh, <laughs> like baseball, but not. <laughs> but they'll go so far away from who they are that they, you know, sort of lose themselves in order to be, you know, what they think that this person wants and. I mean, sometimes that works. I don't know. This guy could be like a Brad Pitt-looking CEO millionaire guy. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. He could be Don Draper. I would fall into that situation with Don Draper, too. Um, I would be so lucky. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, cool. All right. That was our... That was our all of our mage questions yeah do you have anything else you'd like to say no leave it up to leave it up to the listeners if they want more lizzie and they have questions have them have them write them in and we'll get her back <laughs> on and we'll, we'll let her english yeah how many words do they say <laughs> or references that no one knew i could have said something so yeah, it wasn't even that weird well thank you guys so much so fun to e-meet you lizzie and chat with you kenny and we will definitely talk again about cricket or anything else right on a game we saw we participated i was so happy (laughs) you guys crushed it it's nice to have people who were um not us because (laughs) you guys are both smart and kimmy and i like have this we like agree We do the same. So we have the good. same three opinions, and we repeat them, repeat them, repeat them to all these different questions. But you know what? Thank you for listening. Go on a date. That's how we sign off. We stopped doing that in quarantine, but I feel like it's kind of okay to go on a date now. Go on a date. Yeah, wear a mask. Wear a mask. <laughs> date with mask. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.